Welcome to the Tapping Into podcast with Sarah Tobin. That's me. I've created this podcast to help you discover and tap into spiritual, alternative and natural practices that could really change your life. I've been on a spiritual journey my whole life and I'm now an EFT or tapping practitioner. In this podcast, I have honest conversations on topics that I hope will deepen your soul connection, allow you to reclaim your power and confidence know that you're not alone and feel inspired to find out more. I really hope this helps you on your journey. Welcome to this week's episode of Tapping Into with Sarah Tobin. Today we talk about the womb with Ashlyn Jackson, an Irish girl living in New Zealand. We explore what menstrual cycle awareness is and how we've lost that awareness over time. We talk about the power of our wombs, We discuss the benefits of reconnecting to your cycle. We even talk about the red tent tradition that is now making a comeback. And Ashling herself has been going into schools teaching holistic menstrual empowerment and education to young women in even in Catholic schools in New Zealand. I just want to clone her and put her in every school around the world. I'm really excited to share this chat with you. Ashling shares some great book recommendations with us too, and they're all in the show notes as well. I hope you love this chat as much as I did. Ashling, a huge welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me, especially since you are in New Zealand on the absolute other side of the world right now. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here and to be tuning in and connecting across the ocean. I know, it's amazing what we can do with technology these days, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. I guess. Uh, so tell me a bit about you. So I know that you're obviously from Ireland originally. You have a Aussie husband, a Kiwi son, and you're now living <laughs> in the most beautiful, sunny spot on the east coast of New Zealand. How did you end up there? Yes, yeah, we're quite the international family. Um, the short story is a, a love story uh, involving <laughs> um, two people and surf and schools. That's a short version and visas. So um, I met my now husband when I was traveling in Australia near the end of my time there. So I couldn't stay um, visa wise. And we were trying to think of where we could be together. And New Zealand seemed like an easy option for both of us. So we moved there and we wanted to find a place where he could surf and I could teach in schools. And we found a gorgeous place in the east coast of New Zealand. And eight and a half years later, we're still here. We have a little boy, a Kiwi boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that is no, amazing. very blessed. Amazing. A, a proper love story, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Real love story involving visas yeah. across oceans and all of that. <laughs> that great. And we, we love it here. It's really, really beautiful. And yeah, lots of nature and beaches and gorgeous people as well gosh um obviously it must be very hard being away from home at this time so just for reference we are recording in february 2021 obviously you've not been able to be home for quite some time how's that been yeah it's been difficult i was lucky to be back home august 2019 with my son oshin so that was a beautiful visit and yeah got to soak up all the irish energy not knowing that was the last time i'll be back for a while and we were meant to get back just Christmas just gone but obviously that wasn't meant to be so yeah a little bit every now and again I get a a pang a sting of homesickness and I just listen to Irish trad music for days on end (laughs) but um yeah very glad for technology and just keeping hope that things improve this year and travel opens up again yes yeah and how how's it actually been in New Zealand itself because I know like I'm in in the UK and lots of family and friends Mm. in Ireland we've all had very different experiences and New Zealand seemed to be kind of the forefront of pandemic kind of management yeah we've been very very lucky and blessed i think well a few reasons where we are located obviously in the world was was Mm. one good thing in our favor we have an amazing leader feminine awesome woman just yes we really handle it well when it first happened we learned lessons from i guess other countries and our lockdown was quite short in relation to others um last march april and yeah it feels like a long long time ago we're actually currently in uh, a lighter phase of lockdown right now for three days because there's three new community cases but apart from that we've had very like normal living the last few months there's been summer festivals and I have gatherings with women in person and it's been like a oh normal life but, 
but we all we're very very aware of how lucky we are and yeah we're not, we're not taking it for granted at all we acknowledge how blessed we are together in oh person. my goodness that just like oh the the days of like getting to hug your friends that just must yes. have felt amazing exactly and I, I do women's circles here in in Gisborne and just um like having women together and being able to hug and cry and laugh together and yeah it's really you just remember how important this is for for our well-being for our souls yeah well I hope you guys are kind of a good vision of the future for the rest of us you know you're kind of trailblazing normal life again for us yeah I hope so oh goodness well the next time you have a women's circle please invite all of us in all of our energies (laughs) send us all those vibes definitely we do we hold you in our thoughts all the time oh good good well like the reason I want to talk to you today was about connecting to the womb and you know Mm -hmm. I have it is a very big topic and I have connected to my womb very on a very physical level for my life you know I started off with endometriosis um in my teens, I was diagnosed with that when I was 18 by laparoscopy. And I've always had extremely um, painful periods, quite a negative relationship, I suppose, with that part of myself. Um, And, you know, only in the last six months have I been trying to really understanding that we hold so much trauma and emotion Mm -hmm. in our womb and looking to release that. Okay, so that, you know, and I've been working with energy with Reiki energy, certainly since my early 20s, and only now really starting to connect with the energy of my womb. And you had mm. something up the other day on Instagram that really made me feel like, gosh, I really don't understand what's going on in my body. And it was that our period is an emotional and energetic release of what we've held the past cycle. Like I'm turning 40 this year, mm. and I have never thought about my period in that way. And I, I, I surely am not alone, right? You know, you're not alone. You're not alone in not feeling that connection to your to your womb in that energetic sense. But you're also not alone in now being called to come back into relationship with your womb. It's happening oh. all around the world. So, you know, we're having this discussion right now. There's women, girls, menstruators all around the world that are feeling that call to come back and to realize and there's more to our periods than just a bleed and an embarrassing thing you have to try and forget about and move on with and no matter with painkillers or plug in with tampons there's there's a whole other world and a whole other wisdom that we can access through our periods and through our cycles this Um, is just incredible to me it's it's almost like a secret door is it like a secret door (laughs) it is it's like a whole new world like honestly it's you know i started um, practicing like menstrual cycle awareness is what it's called cycle syncing like a few years ago and it's literally changed my whole life how i relate to myself every day how i relate to other women to my partner my, my husband my child and um, it really affects all facets of her life and it, it brings us back into a deep connection with herself and with the earth i find it like a spiritual practice i find this like honestly like a spiritual practice there's um a beautiful book if you're if any of your listeners are interested in getting into this and no, not knowing where to begin i would definitely recommend the bible essential reading which is a book called wild power written by Alexandra Pope and Sanji Wurlitzer and they do a lot of work they're the founders of Red School and they came up with this whole mental cycle awareness looking at our our cycles as a source of our power and tuning into the different phases or seasons of our cycles yeah so we incredible um, so why it's going back to kind of before this resurgence of awareness mm -hmm. of our womb and I, I believe you know going back way back we had this innate knowledge so what went wrong what what happened yeah so there's there's you know there's evidence and just and just knowing that yeah in ancient our ancient ancestors knew this many cultures across the world women would honor menstruation we would we would treat it as reverent and sacred you know in in ireland celtic times also here in new zealand in maori spirituality and tradition and it was it was revered and and what happened then because if we go back more recently there's been a huge um a disconnect a separation from our power and a real yeah, disempowerment of, of women. And we can look to things, it's probably a very big answer to give, but multi-layered, we can look to things like colonization, um, Christianity, um, patriarchy, these things that you know involved Christian white men. And mm-hmm. um, here in New Zealand, there's there's been a lot of like a lot of evidence and beautiful books written about pre-colonial Maori uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand, and how the women there would 
women here who respect and revere our, their cycles, their blood, their menstruation, their menstrual blood was, was believed to be a connection, a, a bridge between heaven and earth, linking up with our ancestors, the ones who came before, and moving towards our descendants, the ones that came after. And that was how the womb and women, the blood, this is all how it was all treated and, and revered. And then what happened in the 1800s, white men from Britain came over to colonize the country and ethnographers or, you know, historians, historians writing history from a male perspective, mm. they, were, they were, you know, observing the women, not knowing what they were doing and not understanding and um, because it came from their, you know, their own Christian, I guess, British ways. So they wrote down things like women were dirty, unclean. These words were used a lot referring to Maori women. And then during history books again and again, that's what kept being referred to. And the, the lost art, the lost sacredness of, of feminine power, it was, it was taken away. And really, when you look at it, it's like it's a little bit like men were, were afraid of the power of women. They, you know, and, and the same thing in Ireland would be around Christianity and, and shaming women and and you know, keeping women in their place and not, not letting them have, yeah, express their power. So that was, that's a little bit, that could be a whole long, a long story. That's a little bit about what, what happened. Yeah, no, that, that is incredible because it's so true that, you know, mm. there's, you know, you think about the damage that has been done to women in general by the Catholic yeah. church, you know, um, mm -hmm. for women holding their own power or knowledge or their desire to help others through yeah. healing arts or medicine like plant medicine all all of that stuff and we, we we will all be holding this quite deeply within our Definitely. psyche yeah. and within our dna right totally and you know the womb is such a holding space and we're we get we, we're imprinted from from our womb so when we were in our mother's womb we, we received whatever she went through and you know that the whole story about our the egg that made us was in our grandmother's womb mm -hmm. once upon a time um, and then that goes back and back and back. So it's like this, these kind of concentric bowls or circles that we are, we are formed in. So we receive in principle of this, of this generational trauma, of the shame, of the disempowerment that happened, societal programming. But then again, if you think that means we also hold more ancient wisdoms of the remembering, the, you know, the claiming of our powers. And now we're in this beautiful time of this menstrual revolution that's happening mm. globally. And we're remembering and we're reclaiming our feminine power and the sacredness of our wombs and our and our menstruation. And, you know, the fact that we're having this discussion today is proof of that. Yeah. And it's good to remember, too, that many years ago, this was this wouldn't have been allowed to be discussed. And, you know, there's the witch wound and and that kind of thing, too. So we're able to yeah. express ourselves now. And there's a real uprising. It's a really exciting time for, for menstruators, for women and um, for womb carriers. Yeah, it's I powerful. totally agree. It excites me so much. And in a way, I feel shame in that I haven't connected with my womb today. So obviously, I need to release some of that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm sure ev most of us are, but because of the conditioning and the programming that we've been through, right? So exactly. We're unique. all just, you know, yeah. yeah, we're all just doing the best that we can do with what we know. Yeah. And, and then when we start to know better, we can we can change things, and we can change things then for the future for our, you know, for our children or children's children or just the, the younger generation in our inner lives that we touch we can spread this and it can ripple out when we heal our own womb we're actually creating ripples in the world and also with the earth because to restore our own nature our own power it, it's really really interlinked with them restoring the the nature of our earth and, and connecting back yeah you know, the wisdom and reverence and respect for our earth as well so uh -huh. just touching on that like mm. you know many cultures when when women menstruated we, we didn't just bleed and we didn't have tampons and menstrual cups back then either but we would we would bleed onto the earth as an offering bleeding back to the earth to return our life force energy back to the earth's life force energy and there was a real like a real respect and a, it was almost like a holy thing to do this and now it, this is becoming like an ancestral thing that's been taken back remembered again and practiced again so you know i, I do this myself and i teach like women about this <clears throat> this um ritual in, in my online course and my work and I feel like each month around the world more and more women are remembering this and coming back to this and returning their, their blood to the earth there's a beautiful uh, Hopi prophecy from the Native American people that says when women return their blood to the earth men will come home from war and the earth shall find peace and that's wow. really, really beautiful yeah so there's a lot there's a lot in there that yeah we can gosh that we're being and part I, of. I feel also that we are 
and the pandemic I think is helping is is actually the reconnection to nature piece. Are you seeing totally. that as well? Yes, yes. And and being able to slow down because we live in this mm. like, you know, it's a masculine world, it's linear, it's you know, go, 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 do, do, do. And the feminine way is all about being and flowing and tuning inwards and slowing down, like we're cyclical. So we're being yeah, by taking this time out and not being able to do to do and go to work, we're able to yeah, tune back into ourselves and the natural rhythms of the of the earth and rhythms of ourselves as well. That's just so powerful. So what have we been missing? What what is start to unravel some of the power that we can reclaim from me for the from the womb? So our womb space is it's a holder, you know, it, it holds um, it's it's a void of, of potential, it's a creative creative source so our creativity is very interlinked in here if you think about the sacral chakra and you know our creativity our um like even like sexual energy fertile energy creative energy they're all the same they're all the same thing our womb is also a place of regeneration if you think about our menstruation each each month we're we're releasing we're letting go of of blood that has been menstrual fluid it's only actually a small percentage of blood i'll get to that in a moment we're letting go and releasing it so we can think about our blood is like as water, as memory. It's it's contained and it's been imprinted and infused with everything that we've gone through the previous cycle. So when we release it, we're also letting go of whatever that was. We can use it to release and let go. And also, you know, thinking about like even the cervix has a, a centrifugal force. It allows things in and allows things out. So our blood, um, it's made up of really fertile, beautiful beautiful things. It's actually only 13% blood about approximately. The rest of the fluid is made up of stem cells, proteins, hormones, immunity cells. It's really like toxin-free, highly fertile fluid full of nitrogen. It's fertilizer basically for potential baby, potential life. It can also be fertilizer for the earth, <laughs> returning to the, to the land, but also fertilizing our dreams. You know, we can be planting seeds and, and fertilizing what we're creating in our world as well. So yeah, really, really potent. Gosh, that's just so beautiful to think about it in that way, you know, as we've been mm. trained to hide it. And, you know, yeah. I, gosh, I, I was thinking earlier, putting tampons up your sleeve in an all girls yeah. school to go to the bathroom. Like we were afraid to show each other that we were going through those times. I know. And it's, it's only so recently now, I think just like this next generation, like, our, you know, our children i guess for you know women here in their 30s and 40s like this next generation they're going to have a very different experience i, I believe to you know hiding tampons up their sleeve and feeling embarrassed about having their period and hiding it and yeah the yeah. shame and taboo yeah. yeah it's um talk to me about the seasons and the the phases of, of the cycle there's four distinct um phases of the cycle and they correspond very very clearly with the four phases of the moon as well like to the lunar cycle so we are quite similar and um, to the lunar cycle and the seasons of the year the seasons. so the phases the menstrual phase is is when we're bleeding and that's likened to inner winter and the, the new moon and back in ancient times before blue lights and screens and all of that we actually would all bleed most women would bleed together on the new moon at the same time um, and then ovulate on the full moon so that's and kind of the oh, energy of it okay and it's because of the technology now that we're not doing that is that right well there's different reasons but the the light like light in the moon light in the sky would, would affect our hormone receptors and production of like fertility hormones and also like things like well there's like yeah blue light blue screens you know also stress and modern living toxins probably food. yeah toxins lots of things can put our in a contraception can put our, put us off that natural cycle into a different rhythm um, but also, you know, women will often shift between different different phases of the moon as well when they, when they ovulate and when they menstruate. Yeah, so sometimes they can have a longer cycle and a shorter cycle. And so they're exactly. not yeah, always like, the same. Yeah, true. We're always, yeah, we're always shifting based on whatever happens during our month, like stress and diet and all those different things. Pandemics can affect our cycle mm -hmm. in a big way. Um, I, used to, I, used to, I used to bleed with the new moon and then the full moon and back with the new moon. So, yeah, it changes. But um, going back to the um, cycle, the cycle phases, sorry, I got off on a tangent there. No, that's good. But yeah, menstrual phase is like the new moon, inner winter. The next phase is the follicular phase. That's when our follicles are growing and ripening and we're getting ready to building up to releasing the egg. 
and that corresponds to the waxing moon so the moon is growing and building as well and the season of inner spring so thinking about inner spring is all about growth and newness and then the peak of our cycle the main event is actually ovulation not menstruation and that um, corresponds with the, the full moon the big fertile expansive full moon when the egg is released during ovulation the shortest phase when it happens over you know a couple of days so 12 24 hours with the egg and that corresponds as well then to the season of inner summer so that real you know vibrant full celebratory season when everything is in bloom blooming so you know women are blooming <laughs> and the season is blooming <laughs> and then after that peak of the cycle the energy comes back downwards and inwards so we go through this transition this um, luteal phase it's called but it corresponds then to inner autumn that that way of like letting go the season of releasing letting go getting ready to decay and getting ready to hibernate again for inner winter and that corresponds to the waning moon the moon that's getting smaller and darker Wow. So I presume so during this time, our hormones are doing various things within each season and our mm-hmm. moods and our energy also ebbs and flows with that. Yes, very much so. We're, we are a different woman each day of our cycle and biochemistry, like biologically, our biochemistry changes by 25% each week of our cycle. So we're not, we can't do and be and think and feel the same each week of our cycle we, we, we're expected to and we almost expect it of ourselves until we until we learn this and then we realize actually there's a time for me to rest there's a time for me to be really outspoken and, and sharing and social there's a time for me to be more inward there's a time for me to give myself more space and um, I love what one of my mentors Ali um, says about PMS so we think you know PMS premenstrual syndrome but if we yeah. re- redefine that to mean please make space our body's really asking us to have some space away from the world from responsibilities from other people to look inward to connect back into ourselves and to our power i think that's really really beautiful but yeah you can totally live in sync with your cycle and there's gorgeous ways to do that even like eating for your cycle moving forward and just living in tune with her each day do you know i i used to plan all my workshops when Mm. i was bleeding and i didn't realize so I would it would be like day one or two which would be the heaviest of my mm. periods and I would be having to dig deep to do a kind of a, a face-to-face in-person yeah. workshop with with needing all my energy and passion and everything to come forward mm. and I was like Sarah what are you doing like you are not thinking at all about what I need to give and and whether my body's actually able to provide that at that point you know that way mm-hmm, yeah. and that's kind of what got me into kind of thinking geez I really have no clue about what's going on with my my body other than I've no pain anymore and I did have endometriosis and you know all that kind of stuff I don't need to know when I'm ovulating and all that kind of thing so mm. I suppose when it's when you're past maybe the childbearing years you're kind of interested in the womb probably dissolves a little bit because you're kind of just ticking over now so yeah. that's it's quite interesting uh, maybe it's a really good opportunity after the childbearing years to actually tune back into the to the womb space totally yeah well i think after having you know if you, if you do have a child it's a really it's a it's an awakening experience and tra- transformative one and mm. and then if we think about you know we have about approximately 450 periods in our whole lifetime which is wow. a lot from when we're you know from minarchy when we start a period about whatever age it could be now it's getting earlier and earlier so 11 12 13 all the way to menopause 50 so you know if we're going to create if we are creating babies we're probably only doing that less than several several times mm. so all those all the rest of those periods like what's the point of them are they just you know a nuisance and a curse and, a, and something to just numb out or is there some potential and some power that we can access in each of them and i believe that there is and i each time i bleed now every time deeper and deeper i go into this into this world of of womb wisdom of connecting to my feminine essence of finding my power my creativity and learning more about myself and about about the earth so yeah i think it's a really beautiful practice to invite into your lives if you are if you are menstruating that's so inspiring so what benefit would someone get out of so obviously you've said there you've had a deeper connection to nature to yourself to spirit um what else have you found from from this work what are the benefits are there Mm. 
Oh, there's so many benefits. And I think a difference for each woman. I think something that almost, it's like, it's almost like a way to honor yourself, to look after your own well being. You know, women, we can tend to do a lot and get burned out. I know I've been there myself. And just having that, it's, it really invites in a lot of self compassion and self love and just really being gentle with yourself and befriending yourself. And I think, I think we all need more of a, a deeper friendship with ourselves and a kindness. So that's something that I really think it's, it's given me. And then practically like this living in sync with your cycle, knowing when to, you know, yeah, plan your, your workshops or your social time and also bringing back a lot more ritual into your life. So I feel like I really enjoy those inner times, those kind of quieter times before I bleed and during my bleed time and a, a deeper connection to yourself and a deep listening to yourself as well. And if you have that knowledge about what's going on with your body, I presume it's easier for you to communicate that to your family. Yes, yeah, totally. I think there's a whole, like, what's really interesting when I, when I do this course, um, I teach with women called Inner Flow, often a, a real big topic that comes up is like how we discuss this with our partners or husbands or even like sons, mm. the men in our life, because, you know, we're so different. Men are linear. They're off and on. We are cyclical. We flow with the moon phase. We, we're a bit more complex the way that we, <laughs> we operate and just trying to communicate that to men because often men's interpretation is like oh my gosh she's don't go near her this week she's you know <laughs> crazy, crazy woman or the you know, shark week all these different terms we use but actually if men understand okay there's a time where they're they need more space and there's a time when women are a lot more connected and want to be close to you so knowing and, and they're better you know they're nurturing so during your like inner summer for example we're full of energy we're, we're at our best you know, mom life days where I have it all together, dinner's on, everything's done, laundry's done. <laughs> we can, we have time to like listen to husband's issues, worries, you know, help them out with everything. And then, so, you know, if, if men know that, okay, that time's coming up soon. Okay, cool. I can, you know, they, they feel like they're part of it as well. But I do know of women who um, have little kind of visual aids, little visual charts or things on the wall where they can show what season they're in. So the people in the house, their family know um, what time Amazing. it is for them as well. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. That's I've heard of um someone, a friend of mine who goes and and honors the red tent tradition um mm. within her family. So that means her husband and her two sons, and they're they're younger the so they're kind of under five. Um yes. so to, tell me more about the red my my grandmother this really comes to my mind because she she bought me the red tent book back mm. gosh in my teens so I ha I did read it so many moons ago literally um but I can't I can't remember the detail of it now but I do know like I remember them going to into this tent together to celebrate their their bleed mm. um but yeah tell me about the red tent and how how we can modernize that kind of beauty yes. again yeah that ritual I, I love I love that your grandmother gives you that book how special yeah. is that so she she had that like you know that that belief and that yeah that was that's so beautiful mm. um yeah so the the red tent is a book that came out in the 90s I think um a fictional book but it's based on biblical times but it's about the women the women of the bible so the women what they were up to because you know we didn't have accounts of what they were doing so it's a beautiful feminine perspective of that time and how women would remove themselves from from the village from the men and, and go off into these sacred private spaces to bleed together to talk about things to um, just you know hang out it sounds so beautiful in a way now it's amazing honestly, i wonder what yeah. the men did at that time <laughs> like did they just like down tools and do nothing and wait for the women to come back well even like in like here in new zealand you know if you look back into the pre-colonial um, maori world the, the men would like prepare the kai the food and they look after the women kind of like act as the protectors and, oh, and wow. they understand the what happens yeah and even there's there's cases um you know ancestral stories about like men of the of the village of the tribe would give their their problems or worry about the crops or they worry about war to the women and the women would take those problems to the um red tent and either discuss them or have dreams about them and and come up with solutions and, and, and you know problem solve what was happening in the community mm -hmm. and that, that is so that's amazing Beautiful. so there was yeah yeah men were definitely part of it and welcoming it so i guess looking at the mod modernizing red tents there are you know red tents you have beautiful like lotus bell tents these days but there are places where women are gathering together in this kind of way to honor honor menstruation and to honor um bleeding and and yeah even honoring like menarche when women first young women start bleeding and um, but you can create your own red tent at home obviously it sounds lovely to go off for four days by yourself that's like <laughs> a dream oh my but, god you know, 
Yeah, I don't know if we can do that rea reality every every month, but I do like to create my little Zoom cave in my bedroom and just even have like a half an hour of lying down or, you know, just inviting in more rest. So rest is really, rest is sacred during our during our bleed time. And the more we rest when we're bleeding, the, the better we'll feel for the rest of the cycle as well. Um, in Wild Power, that book I mentioned earlier, if you haven't read it, don't yeah, read it. No. <laughs> they, they mention how can you rest one percent more this this month? So not not you know not expecting yourself to have four days off, but even just to you know go to bed earlier or take some time out for yourself or just take some things off your plate and welcome in more rest. Uh, that's it. Uh, it just brings to mind how the the masculine of do 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 has been mm. my life certainly, and and I can see it around me and in friends and people and the thought of just taking more rest seems like almost against everything we've been conditioned to do. And yeah. I certainly have been in the last six years pushing my rest kind of requirements up because I I was always like, I couldn't, we would never sit still. Every weekend was planned with an inch of its mm -hmm. life. Like we would see two, three, four people on a weekend. Like, yeah. God, I mean, I couldn't even dream of doing that now. I don't think I'd have the energy for it. I um, know. It's almost like the more that you actually lean into this, and let, you're like, I'm like, how did I work every day in school teaching all these kids? You know, I don't know how I did that. And yeah. during my period, just like put a tampon in the morning, go off to work. I, I don't know how I, now I just have, yeah, re resting can be radical, I think, in, in today's day and age. And the more women that are doing it, the more we're helping, we're helping change the narrative and navigate us away from from this doing 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 society. yes so let's give everybody permission now like yes official permission <laughs> from yeah. the powers that be that it's okay to rest it's actually yeah. it i think it would help balance the feminine side because obviously you know we're, we're two parts but i think what what we were looking for really is is a balance of the two and if we've been, been pushing for many many years striving achieving trying to mm. achieve work goals trying to better ourselves, trying to do yeah. this and that and look a certain way, be this way. Just take the foot off the gas for a few minutes and just allow yourself to just be. And I, I really struggled with what's just, what mm. does that mean? What does just just being mean? And, mm. and it's taken me a while to really understand what that means for me. So maybe I'll invite people listening to this to to figure out or pose the question or have it in the back of your mind what being means and how can you do more of that and for, mm. definitely rest is 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 a bit of that for me that is beautiful resting yeah and I think like you know not to underestimate the power of just awareness and just bringing awareness to to mm. our womb during our cycle like I, you know, I just, just placing your hand on your womb each day or even on day one or you know whenever you're bleeding this that that alone is just bringing yourself down from your head space into your heart space into your womb space to that place where that peace that rest that calm that calm is and that's a way we can access it as well and just mentioning about the power of rest there that like you said you know pain in periods obviously many many women are having pain and there's widespread um menstrual issues and like you mentioned endometriosis which i know is so mm. severe um and there's you know again like it's, it's like pain is almost an invitation to lean in to really to really listen into our womb space and and to tune into her so it's like the louder the pain is the louder the call is to to our power so there's a big a powerful you know source in inside us that's asking us yelling at us to listen to listen and tune in Oh my gosh, that's like hit me over the head. <laughs> Seriously, it is, isn't it? Because yeah. I like when I know, I know from what I know about mind body connection and everything, when you've got a pain in like the lower back, it relates to something specific. When you get an yeah. illness like a thyroid problem, it relates again to something really specific, like a, a belief or something. Period pain is a call to connect with your womb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And perhaps like, you know, you might wonder, well, why, how can, you know, I, I can't speak to endometriosis. I haven't, I've, mm. I get, you know, sometimes mild to moderate cramping is what, what I experience. But I, I know of women who, you know, are in hospital multiple times and having surgeries to remove symptoms of endometriosis. And I think it's important to know that maybe it's, it's not you, you know, not anything wrong. Perhaps there is something, you know, even ancestral, intergenerational yeah. being carried on the wombs. And you're, you're the one now with the womb to, to, deal to really with deal with it. Yeah. And yeah, but perhaps even maybe overcoming it or really learning more about what yeah what's causing it there's a yeah. beautiful book another book recommendation coming up 
um, that I love on this topic on, on the real kind of the power of the female body and how to heal the body, accessing the physical body to connect in with the emotional energetic body. And that book is Wild Feminine and it's by Tammy Lynn Kent. Here details of that. And she- Yeah, I'll put it in the notes, yeah. yeah. She's like a real pioneer in the space. She created this holistic pelvic care and she talks a lot about how to heal, like even like, you know, ovary pain, like the right ovary and the left ovary, they have different energies, each of them and, and tuning into why you're having like right ovary pain, what is it representing and how can you heal and, and restore the energy of the right ovary or the pelvic bowl. It's, it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating area of, of work. Extremely interesting because I, I have obviously had endometriosis for a long time and two years ago I woke up in the middle of the night and I had firing pain and, you know, previously mm. I've had so much pain that I've nearly passed out. And I started because I was in the zone with tapping by that at this point, like I'm yes. kind of five years into that now. So I was I just started to tap in the middle of the night. I was connecting to the feeling of the what the pain brought it up in me, like anger that the pain was there and um, mm. and kind of went deeper in, into shame. Yeah. And so I tapped that night. It went it went away and it didn't come back for the whole period. The next month. It, I came, it came again and I tapped and I did a similar kind of thing and it's gone. It's gone for a year and wow. a half, nearly two years now. Incredible, isn't it? So you yeah. actually tuned right into it and you're present yeah. to what was happening. Yeah, so I, I recorded the the YouTube, I recorded it as a tapping meditation. I've put it on YouTube and I've had 4,000 views. It's like my most <gasps> viewed thing. Wow. And you know, most of my others are like, you know, up to a thousand or something like that. So, I mean, obviously a lot of people are suffering from it, but there's, and there was some really amazing comments and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but what I'm mm. saying is like, there's obviously we do have power to help heal and we have power to release and let go. But a lot of what I said in that stuff was released was, was about shame. Mm. And I think that we're holding, and maybe not our own, maybe this is real ancestral stuff and not just like few, generations up you know a couple of generations up but maybe a long time back like we referred to earlier so maybe the pain is like a signal that there's there's something not right you know there's something to be released so to speak and that's what the womb is calling you to, to look at yeah very much so that sounds incredible I feel like I think shame you know shame creates a real separation and a disconnect and almost like we're not going to mm-hmm. be present and to our womb space so you know by by being present to it by really like leaning in asking the questions tapping on it tuning into what 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 the root of it is yeah that's so powerful I'm going to find that YouTube and share with all my clients thank you so much excellent I will uh stick it in the show notes as well so people can can access it amazing amazing okay so for people who have struggled with periods and who feel like it's an inconvenience or kind of something they've always had to hide you know from from their dad or from their male relatives and male friends and you know it's just been kind of hidden and covert and you pushed through it and dealt with it and you're you know I'm fine I'm fine how how do you go about changing the mindset of what the period was before this kind of knowledge to 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 going forward like is is it actually is knowledge really required to 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 make that shift from kind of the previous perception of a period as being an annoyance or an inconvenience mm, that's a really good question yeah I feel like there's two parts to it. I feel like there is you know there is the space to 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 gain more knowledge and to understand you know to read these beautiful books and, and to find out more about our, our ancestors and how how menstruation was revered so there's an element of that to it and there's also an element of just really taking it your own it's, it's a personal it's a personal journey and a collective journey so taking it day by day, cycle by cycle, tuning into your own womb space, listening to her, getting to know your own little rhythms and, and cyclical natures that you experience throughout your own cycle. And, and you know, there's the, the big red rule, again, the wild power, red school mentioned, you know, like your own cycle, your own experience trumps anything else that you read, that you hear about, that you're told that you should experience. If you're told inner winter, you should be resting and have no energy, but you actually feel a bit renewed and a sense of feeling energized, that, that, that's what your experience is. So trusting that. So I think mm. really building up a relationship and a, a deep connection and communication with your womb space and your cycle, and then taking it at your own time. Obviously, you know, like now, not everyone's going to go off with their, their moon cup full of blood walking through the living room to go into the garden. So, you know, just taking it in your own time, maybe 
or you know doing like you know menstrual face masks or whatever so taking it step, step by step what you're comfortable with doing so maybe you just want to spend time with your hands on your room space when you bleed maybe you want to start using menstrual underwear instead of a tampon to try and just you know feel the difference of like letting the blood be released and coming out or just mm. you know seeing what feels comfortable for you and, and taking it step by step and having the conversations with women as well is so powerful to do this in sisterhood to to share with other women i think it is a huge part of this as well that's why i love doing um in the work that i do i really bring like a community together and we, and we share we dissect all of this as a group it's lovely to have that safe space to do that isn't it because like I don't know how I would go about starting to talk about my periods with my friends you know like I'm I feel like I'm too old for that now (laughs) well you'd be surprised we're all I think it's that's I find that so that's a huge part of what I do now and you know just give the space and create that and then watch what happens Um, yeah I made a little you know kind of a a, a silly funny little tongue-in-cheek reel on Instagram last week about like you know how it used to be all you know hating your period never talking about it and now I'm like what cycle day are you on what season are you in and all our friends are always, <laughs> we're always talking about like I'm in my inner summer I'm in my inner autumn I'm in on day 20 oh day 20 that's a crossover day okay so you know having wow. that beautiful yeah that connection is, is gorgeous yeah I I definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start to do it <laughs> yes I'm gonna break do the barrier it. Do it, okay. do it. friends beware <laughs> it's coming on <out> yeah <laughs> So I know that you are doing something amazing down there with young women and empowerment coaching and teaching girls about their periods and everything. Tell me more about that. This sounds this sounds incredible. Yeah, this is a huge part of, of why I started Inner Vibrance in the first place about three, over three years ago. I just, you know, my background's in, in primary school teaching and I've, I've taught for over 10 years. And then after having a little boy, I, I moved away from full-time teach life and I also became quite disenchanted with the school system and I felt like there was so much focus on academics and and sports and technology and assessment and very little focus on actually mental and emotional well-being and emotional resilience. You know, how how can a teenage girl, you know, excel in her math test when she's having anxiety or when she's got her period, doesn't know how to cope with it, you know, these kinds Mm. of things. So that led me on a path of, um, we spent a lot of time actually in Mexico when my little boy was a baby and he was one year old I trained um, as a yoga teacher over there and I started doing teaching yoga to teens and that was a real almost like a gateway for for young women to explore their spirituality and their connection to themselves and I found that the more I taught yoga the more my yoga classes became more like a a woman's circle and less like a yoga class a lot more talking (laughs) than asana so I I just yeah I just deepened into all of that yeah I I love it now so now I I work with teens in a a few different ways I go into schools and I teach holistic menstrual empowerment and education so all this kind of stuff we talk about today for young women and talking about you know turning our blood to the earth and they're all just in absolute awe like I've never had a class (laughs) so so, listening so intently to me before (laughs) this is giving Um, me goosebumps gosh and then I, you know, I, I hear like at the end of the session and um, they walk out and hear one girl going, what season are you in? I'm in my inner summer. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. And I'll never know. I'll never know after that session what happened afterwards and what they did. But it's just so beautiful to plant those seeds and just to start oh. that, start them off on that. And it even feels more radical because I'm going in, you know, Catholic schools, <laughs> teaching about this, bringing in the crystals and the oracle cards and talking oh. about it. I feel a huge fire inside me. Absolutely. My womb, my, yeah for this work it's really powerful so I'm I've just been I did an online course with some um, beautiful young women and I'm going to be creating another online course in, in her flow I'm actually going to change the name of it because it's important I know I work with women a lot and you know sisterhood and women divine feminine but I think it's really important especially for younger people that we remember the two the two basic facts that not all women menstruate and not all menstruators are women Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to, like, I don't want to exclude young people who are like, gender fluid or non-binary or don't associate being female, but they still have a period. Imagine what a lonely yeah. place that must be. Oh, my you know, goodness. For, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping to kind of break through yeah, that space and, and create a more inclusive, inclusive place for young menstruators to feel welcome to explore their, their, um, their cycles in that way. This, I just want to clone you and put you in every school <laughs> how how can you upscale this how can you bring this to the world Mm. 
in a bigger yeah, way. I, have, I know. I have dreams. I have so many dreams of mm. like of sharing this. You know, I think the online world is amazing. I was doing this work in person. You know, the online course I teach was a was an in person one. We had four women the first one, mm-hmm. and then I went online. Which you know, eighty eight women there around the world. So I, wow. I think I love the online world. I would love to create more online spaces for teams. Um, at the moment, I find it a lot easier via Instagram for women just to sign up to courses, you know, because they're all they're sharing. I think it's a little bit trickier to to reach out to the teams and to for them to really see the the magic in all of this, I guess. So that's yeah. something I'm kind of working on, or just just reaching more teams in that way in the online space. And obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and you know, teens are carrying a lot, not going to school and being in lockdowns and having to deal with all of this too. So yeah, I'm hoping to be able to reach more yeah. young women and, and menstruators. If you if you are listening and you know young women, please them send them my yeah, way. Yeah, I think like actually going through the moms might be a really good. Yes. Doing the, I know I've seen on your website the, the kind of the mother daughter, um, yes. link up there. That's really beautiful as well. Yeah, I've done a few workshops and hopefully we'll do some more around mother and daughter, like connections and bonding. And I think honoring like menarche, the first period, um, with a mother and daughter in a ceremony is really beautiful and powerful as well. So, do you know, I messaged my mum tonight and I was like, um, did you and dad take me for pizza when I got my period? Oh. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember, but it sounds like something we would do. And I really do think that they took me for pizza on my own like not with my little sister coming because it was yeah. like oh you're now a woman yes that's so special that's lovely that you had that experience yeah please what can parents do to you know without knowing a lot of this information what could they do to to make that process and that transition as gentle and nurturing as possible mm, beautiful I think yeah, honoring it as, you know, celebrating, honoring it as something very special, just like like your parents did. Um, it takes a bit of, obviously, coming back to yourself first, so honoring your own cycle. If you have issues with your cycle and you're ashamed of it, how, how can you instill, the, you know, the positives mm-hmm. with your daughter? So maybe doing some work on yourself first. Um, and then honoring it in a ritual. This was a beautiful book, another book recommendation <laughs> um, by Lucy yep. Pierce. She's an Irish author. You might come across her. She's written some very powerful books. Um, she's written a book called Moon Time. But then for the younger girls, for age 9 to 14, she has a gorgeous book called Reaching for the Moon. It's really, really beautiful. It goes wow. into the red the red tent and the gifts of our cycle, the links to the moon and how we can honor and celebrate our first bleed. And like, you know, buying yourself a pair of earrings or you know, getting your hair cut. There's all different ways that you can honor it. And, and yeah, bringing in self-care as a practice for, for young women, which is so powerful, so beautiful. So I recommend that book. I have dreams of one day writing a book on, on, on this topic for young women as well. So maybe mm-hmm. next time I can, I can recommend my own book but for now. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a great place to start. That book is really, really beautiful. And just, yeah, finding a way that feels good for your family to, to honor and for your daughter to feel comfortable as well. She doesn't want to have yeah. a big period party with a cake and don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I just, you know, how the world has changed, hasn't it? In, yeah. Uh, it's probably been about 25 years. Or, or a little bit more since I got my first period but gosh like this is beautiful work isn't it it's very important very powerful mm-hmm. work that we need to pass on so yeah I'll be yeah. shouting this from the rooftops to any woman yeah, I know that has a daughter it's like really really important work and it feels like we're in, yeah we're really in the middle of this like revolution where things are changing very fast I feel like these even these even since I started doing this three years ago like it's starting it's changing month by month and this beautiful work being done even around like period poverty and inclusive you know for all menstruators and yeah it's a really beautiful time it's a really beautiful time to be um, a menstruator a menstruating woman or a wound carrier I love it I love it so how can people find you and what when are you running your next course yeah so I just started the in her flow the six week yes. course I do so we're that, in this, yeah. going to week two which is amazing it's 18 women from different countries Ireland UK South Africa Australia New Zealand amazing wow um the next one will probably be I'll probably do twice this year so maybe August September I haven't decided just yet I, okay. I, I flow with my business good um, but it will be get on again in a few months time and you can find me mostly I hang out on Instagram my um handle is inner vibrance inner dot vibrance and that's the name of my, my business and offerings i have yeah. a website innervibrance.net 
and I'm also on Facebook. Yeah, and I love, 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 love connecting with with people all the time, like online, and just making new new connections and and talking about the womb and cycles. And um, I do one on one work as well, and um, both in person and online as well. So, yeah, if you wanted to have some more like deeper a deeper look at your own personal experience and, and womb connection, I offer that as well. That's a great idea, especially for somebody not knowing where to start, a bit like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to do it in a, in a sisterhood, and it's also nice mm. if you really want to, if you have lots of things to unpack and work through. It's nice to work with someone one on one and really, yeah, take your time to explore and, and deepen into that as well. Yeah, fabulous. Well, thank you so much for sharing the wisdom that you have reawakened within yourself, and and really like the work you're doing with young girls I think is absolutely incredible so keep up and I will be so excited to follow your journey over the coming years oh thank you so much and thank you Sarah for having me on and having this discussion and yeah I'm really really grateful that you that you um, got me in here thank you so much oh you're welcome thank you thanks so much for listening I hope you enjoyed that episode if you did please follow and share this podcast And before I go, I wanted to tell you about my new Tapping Into Motherhood membership and community. I've created a beautiful space that gives you access to a library of tools that will help you release, heal, ground, love and connect with yourself in your own time and at your own pace. From pre-recorded tapping videos to healing audio meditations to ancestral trauma workshops and downloadable resources, covering pre and postnatal topics, your mind, body and soul are totally covered and you will find the right tools to support you on your motherhood journey. Plus, you can access a community area where you can share your journey, ask questions and get support. And I'll be offering support too with live tapping circles, Q&A sessions and more. The aim of this is to help you let go of the past, heal your physical and emotional wounds, love yourself more, feel so worthy, and to live a more joyful life. To find out more, visit tappingformums.com forward slash membership and really hope to see some of you there.